You are listening to the weekly podcast of True Praise Family Worship Center in Miami Gardens, Florida. We pray you enjoy today's message. And of course, uh, as we're about to enter, we're entering this festive season, holiday season, I want to say to the saints of God, one, not only be safe, but use wisdom. Quiet. Amen. You use wisdom. Do not, I say this to y'all every year, but you want to do what you want to do, whatever it is, I'm, I, you won't, I won't be held accountable. Right. <laughs> right. um, use wisdom in that don't you go broke trying to That's give right. somebody a Christmas. Right. Because Christmas is not what it's about, it's Christmas. It's about Christ. And so it's not about you going out and spending a million dollars to purchase gifts for everybody in town. It's not about, now y'all gonna really get mad now. It's not about you buying uh, that little car that costs two or three hundred dollars for your baby that ain't gonna can't drive and won't drive it. And before six months gone, that car ain't gonna be working or to be in your backyard like mine is by the pool collecting dust. So do not waste money. This is an opportunity for you if you want to buy some things, Buy the things your children need. And you may give them one thing that they really want. Amen. Amen. Because you buying 20 gifts for them, they can't play with all of them. Amen. Look how you got it. And it's not being frugal, it's being using wisdom. It's like you becoming a millionaire and you going to buy 20 cars. You can't drive with one. So what you got 24? You would have did something else with that money. Okay, and a whole, whole lot of us as African Americans, especially, amen, we, we like to, you know, like to flash to prove to people and we ain't studying you. So please save your money. Do something else. Some of you believe in God for a house. That's the money down in your house. All the stuff you believe in God for, you got to use wisdom. Wisdom is the principle then, therefore get wisdom with all that getting, get in, understanding. And so I want to encourage you, use wisdom in this season, you know, um, and, and another, another side note in regards to that, that also includes you can't buy gifts for everybody. Because some of you go buy gifts for everybody and you get mad when anybody bought you nothing. You don't, don't, don't buy gifts if you know you're going to have an attitude later. Just be, just be done with it. Merry Christmas. The Lord bless you. And keep it moving. Okay? Because you have an attitude. I, mean, I bought them something. They ain't buying me nothing. Ain't nobody made you buy them nothing. Your responsibility is to your immediate family if you're going to buy them something. But all them friends and all the extra people that don't know, uh-uh. Cousin and all them, no, good. I'm glad you're a cousin, but no, we ain't, we ain't rolling like that. I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to get to a word in a minute. I'm trying to help a couple of y'all because your, your whole spirit shift in this season. You become the Grinch and Bar Humbug. You just you trip during this holiday season. Okay? And so this this, again, this, is, this season is really about us showing the love of Jesus Christ. It's about us letting folk know Amen. who Jesus is. Again, we, we, we're cognizant of the fact that Jesus was not born on uh, December 25th. We 
we all understand that because our calendar is not matching Jewish calendar, so we already know that. But this is an opportunity for us to share the love of Jesus Christ. So if you're desirous to do something, you just gotta buy somebody a gift. Go buy a gift for somebody who's homeless. Go buy a gift for somebody you don't know. Open up your heart and let God speak to your heart and tell you, listen, go do something for this person. And watch God bless you for it. Okay? Open your heart that way. And you'll be surprised how God will bless you uh, for doing that. All right, let's go to the word of the Lord. Declare my life was this is my Bible. There are many like it, but this one is mine. I'm going to stand on the promises of this Bible. I'm going to live the life of this Bible. I'm going to serve the God of this Bible forever and ever. Amen. If you agree with that, give the Lord a hand praise. Also, don't forget December 17th. I forgot December 17th. Not this Saturday, the following Saturday. Uh, the, the installation of Pastor Shemiqua Lee. Amen. At Bethel Apostolic Temple at 1 p.m. I need all of us to be present and on time. All right. We, we have been talking, dealing with the principle uh, of the kingdom. We're talking about the kingdom. Maybe it's all about the kingdom. So I want to talk to talk about the kingdom uh, because I believe it is imperative that we as the people of God, we start understanding and getting back to the priorities of the kingdom in this year, if this incoming year, we're going to see the manifestation of everything that God has promised us. Uh, as I said to you all, when we started this series a couple of weeks ago, when the Lord spoke to me and, and said to me, we're not getting and receiving things because we've lost focus on what we ought to be doing. We have become so overtaken with everything else, everything else in life, that we've lost focus on the kingdom or what God desires, what God will, what God's desire, his heart, his passion is, not only for us, but for what God's assignment for us is in the world. And so a lot of times we're saying, I want this, I want that, and the other. God is saying, but you ain't doing nothing I want you to do. And I, I know it, it don't happen to y'all. I know young people may get a little uh, upset what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. But, but, but it's like, you know how your children, uh, they, they, their, their single job is to go to school and bring home good grades. Right. Right. But they got no problem asking you for Nikes and everybody else and a, a PS5 and all that stuff. And, and you want all this to me, but you don't want to do nothing. And we're in the same posture. They got mad already with this going. I'm telling you, don't ever bring me back to that church. He, he messing up Christmas. But but you're asking me for all of this, and your only assignment is to bring me good grades. And God is saying the same thing to us. You're asking me for healing, deliverance, ways being made, problems and cause. And your only assignment is to do what I ask you to do. Amen. Amen. That's it. Amen. And, and so, uh, uh, I believe that one of the dilemmas in the church is we're not doing what God is asking us to do because a lot of us don't even know what God wants us to do. Wow. Wow. That's here, here, here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. That, that's why oftentimes on, on, on Sunday, I don't hoop, holler, and preach and slide across the floor because I'm understanding more and more that, that the, the preaching, uh, the, the style of preaching that people have become accustomed to allows you to get spiritually high emotionally, but you have nothing in your head. So it allows you to feel good, you're far, 
for a moment, but you have no word to apply to know what the will of God is for your life. And so sometimes what the problem is, uh, 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 we can't fulfill the will of God, is because it's not communicated properly. Oh, we, 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 we be honest. I talk about me, I'm talking talk about y'all, talk about me. I, I, with, all, with all my, my children, I, um, I, especially the, the boys, Lord Jesus, um, I've always said to them, I tried to communicate with them properly, I don't expect you to be a straight A student. Because I know your ability. Look how y'all looking. But I need you to strive at least to do your best. God does not expect you to be the greatest soul winner. But he at least wants you to put the to put your best foot forward. And so when it is not communicated properly. We don't know exactly what we're supposed to do, so I'm assuming that's why a lot of us are not doing this. Because here's the dilemma I've discovered, uh, Pastor Clarence, that is, we have mastered church, but we failed the kingdom. Here's the reason why. Because, because we think church and kingdom are the same. And church and the kingdom of God are not the same. That's right. And most of us, uh, uh, some, some of us, I should say, uh, uh, we, we, we connect church to the religiosity of it or the religious aspect of it, or we connect church to what we do there. Right, right. Uh -huh. So, so, you give prime example. If, if we came in here today and, and the praise team and we were running and we were jumping and we was hollering and we were screaming, you go home and say, Child, we had church. Right, right, right. Because that's your connection to church. Right, right. Exactly. Your connection to church is the emotionalism of it, right, right. the rituals of it, the routines of it. And kingdom has nothing to do with religion or the rituals. Because the Bible says to us as believers that the rudiments of men make the word of God of none effect. The Bible says to us that bodily exercise profits us little. And so what we oftentimes do in church is the bodily exercise, but the church is simply the gateway into the kingdom. So it's via the church you come into the knowledge of the kingdom of God. Let, let's, let's go real quick to, to the scripture. Let, let's, let's go real quick. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Uh, here, here comes the next dilemma about the kingdom of God. Once you start, once you start talking kingdom, folk, folk, folk cut you off. Wow. Wow. You know why? Because <laughs> the kingdom of God does not teach you how to get a house or a car. The kingdom of God don't just teach you how, how to be successful. The kingdom of God teaches you, kingdom teaches, teaches you how to fulfill the assignment of God. Amen. How to do his will. Matthew uh, 4, and look at verse number 17. I want you to hear what, what has to has to happen uh, uh, for us as believers of God. If, if we're going to function in the kingdom, there is something that must happen in our mindset. Well, let, me, let me put it this way. Okay. Right. The kingdom of God 
is all about your mentality. Yes, it is. Mm. Yes, it is. Remember, if it's a neighbor, neighbor. it's all about your mind. Uh, read, read, you got Matthew 4 and 17, read uh, 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 Elder, Elder uh, Portia. From that time, Jesus began to preach uh -huh. and to say. Here what Jesus did. We're talking about Jesus. Jesus, Christ, God, God, and Christ. Jesus begins to preach or teach, and Jesus says what? Repent. Stop. Repent. Now here comes the dilemma. I, I, even this morning, when, when I was getting ready to come to church, this word repent. Again. Our misunderstanding oftentimes hinder us from going to the next dimension God is calling us to. Because when we hear the word repent, most of us think repent says to say I'm sorry. Right. To ask God for forgiveness. But can I share with you, that is not what repentance is about. The word repent means to change your mind. Because until you change your mind about a thing, you'll keep doing what you're doing. Now y'all looking. Okay. Let me show it to you, show it to you this way. And this, this is literally what the Lord said to me this morning as I was getting dressed. He said to me, and talk about you said to me, he, he says, Kevin, you, you, you know why you can't consistently lose weight? Why are he says, because you ain't changed your mind about how you eat. Because until you change your mind, you won't change your behavior. I'm teaching harder than y'all saying amen. I'm saying to you again, until you change your mind, you will never change your behavior. You've got to change how you think about a thing before you can change how you do a thing. If your mind never changes, let me show it to you this way. Maybe I'll do this way. Whatever your sin struggle is, you know why you can't get delivered from it? Because you ain't changed your mind about it. Right, right. See, here's the problem with church folk. Church folk think you put to all you down, lay hands on you, and you're going to be free. That ain't how this works. Because I can lay hands on you and you just going to go home greasy. Because your mind didn't change about the thing. So you up here crying down tears about your struggle, but in your mind you saying, I ain't letting this go. Although you're doing the, the sorry cry, your mind is saying, when I leave here, I'm going just to go do that again. The stuff, listen to me, the stuff you have stopped doing in your life, you're not going to like this. Is because your mind changed about that stuff. Your desire changed about that stuff. And so until your mind changes, until you repent, change your mind. Because God is not going to change your mind. That's our problem. We we putting a whole bunch of stuff on God that God is saying, that's on you. That's right. Wow. You, 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 okay. Be ye transformed by the renewing. Where in the text that he said he's gonna renew your mind? 
He said, no, be me to be a renewal of your mind. You got to change your mind. You got to make a common decision and a choice that I want my life changed. I want my things changed. I'm going to change my mind because if you free your mind, your life will fall. Yes. Jesus, Jesus says, Jesus says again, from that time Jesus began to, to preach and say, repent. He says, change your mind about how you operate. Change your mind about how you do things. Because if you do not change your mind, you can never change your life. Amen. A lot of us, we want life changes, but we want to remain the same. I think we need to repent with King Zachary. Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Here's what he says. He says, repent, repent, because the kingdom is happening now. We're missing it because our focus has become things and not the kingdom. Right. See, here's what Jesus, this is what Jesus simply says, if I can use a label term. Jesus says, change your mind about your focus. Your favorite, tell it to your neighbor, say, neighbor, change your mind about your focus. Because, because what you're focusing on the most that's all you get. So, so you're not getting kingdom because that ain't what you're focusing on. Our assignment in the church preach you jumping out, preach you operating in the kingdom. You start living the kingdom life. Material things. Wow. To go when quote unquote the prosperity recognized it was a way to things we miss God. Right, and we focus properly on uh, uh, go, go, go to Matthew, Matthew 6. Go to Matthew 6. The 
25, and we're going to read a little bit, but just start verse 55, and I'm going to break up. Hear what he says. Hear what he says. Again. Generation. Me, myself, and I. Because the kingdom does not make it about you, the kingdom makes it about the king. And so our world's system, our world way of doing things makes it about us and teaches us to be selfish. And the kingdom says, no, it ain't about you, it's all about somebody else. Wanted to be about us. Right. Be yeah. Yeah. You you buy the clothes you buy because you think it's about you. Mm. <laughs> you got the weave you got. Come up. Right, 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 right. 
Cause, cause, cause I'm, I'm gonna show it to you in, in the world system. If, what, what everybody chasing right now? If y'all, y'all, y'all post it all the time. I'm chasing the bag. When are you gonna chase the kingdom? Because what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You chasing the bag? If you chase the kingdom, he'll give you the bag. A lot of things in your, our lives would come together if we prioritize the kingdom. Amen. 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 Let me, I'm, okay, I'm hurry. But let me, let me show you, let me show you how, how, how God works. When you do not prioritize the kingdom, whatever you prioritize, he'll cause it to fall apart. Yeah. He says, I am a jealous God. And y'all know jealousy is cruel and is great. Jealousy makes you do all kinds of stuff. Well, God says, my name is jealous. So he says, if you put anything before me, I'll mess that thing up. He, listen, God will keep your call. So, so, when y'all start understanding the spiritual realm, you start to understand, okay, you put your car before God, your car became your all, your car became your everything, and then you came out of public. It was key. It was key. There ain't nobody mad at you. God made sure somebody went right by it. He's like, oh, so that, 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 this is your God? Well, let, let's see what's going to happen now. Because we, because we put other things in his place. So again, he says, take no worry. Don't, don't get consumed in thought about your life. Don't allow life circumstances to overwhelm you when you become consumed by them. Read the text. Oh, 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 uh-huh. What ye shall eat uh-huh. or what ye shall drink, mm-hmm. nor yet for your body, uh-huh. what ye shall put on, it is not the is not the life more than meat, mm-hmm. and the body more than raiment. Think about Jesus. Jesus states or exposes our defective priorities and our challenging thinking. Right, right. That all we think about is what I can get, right, 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 right. and that's a defect. Right, right. Mm. It's an issue. Because we allow these things to start consume us and overtake us. So what happens, our priorities need or should be primarily a focus on God, but they're not. Read the text. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not. Here we go. He says, he says uh, look at look at the animal kingdom. Look at look at the fowls of the air. Look, look at the birds. They not, they don't sow. Read the text. Neither do they reap. Uh-huh. Nor gather into barns. Uh-huh. Yet your heavenly father feedeth them. He, 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 here's what he's really saying to you. He's saying, like, Now, the birds, they don't sow, they don't reap. But the father takes care of them. The king, the creator, is responsible for his creation. Right. Right. Anything you create, you're responsible to take care of. My yes. Lord. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why that's why this is just a side note for a whole lot of y'all that got these children. You know, they, they, oh, I can't wait to get eighteen. No, mm-mm. Mm-mm, no, mm-mm. you you created that. <laughs> you, until you until that day you in the casket or you lay in the casket, you responsible for it. You are forever responsible. 
What you create, you are responsible for. When you understand, God is responsible for me. I didn't, I, you, I didn't create me. And so, I'm not responsible for me because I didn't create me. Here's the problem. You done took on a responsibility that ain't yours. Look how y'all look at Okay, let me come y'all. This 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 way. Some of you all have have children. You have you know multiple children. You have, you have an older child, and, and and some of you Lord help you. Um um, don't you think that you have these kids and you want to go live your life, and you got the oldest child taking care of the other children? That ain't their responsibility. How dare you? You watch her, I ain't watching nobody. Because I wasn't there when you was laying and playing. You made it, you responsible for it. You had it, take care of it. When I want to go out tonight, take it with you. See, see, that's the problem. We, 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 we fail to make people responsible for what they should be responsible for. If you create, you're responsible. So God made me, so guess what? He's responsible for me. And so I'm not going to take on me what's his responsibility. I'm going to trust that because he created me, he is going to do his part. Because trust me, hear me say to God, God is not a deadbeat daddy. And you ain't got to wait for child support on the 1st or the 15th. He will take care of me daily. The Bible says he'll give me my daily bread. Read, read the text uh, so we can go home. Uh -huh. Are you not much better than they? Uh -huh. Which of you, by asking thought, can add one cubit into your statue? He, he, he said, which of y'all, by going through all these mental crises, about situation in life can change. So, so you stress about some stuff that he's saying you can't change it no way. You, you, you trip about some stuff that you can't do nothing about no way. So, so I know for a couple of you sisters real quick, stop trying to change people. Don't marry no man you think you're going to change. Because you can't change a man. I'm telling you, as a man, if I was cuckoo for Cocoa Plus when you met me, I'm going to remain cuckoo. The only person to change me is God. And here becomes a, here becomes a dilemma. What your assignment to do, woman of God, is to seek the kingdom. And watch the kingdom change. Yes. But what you doing, you giving up on the kingdom and you I'm here. Yeah, yeah. That's why he gets worse before it gets better. Because you have misplaced your priorities. You made him your priorities. And as I told you already, God says I'm a jealous God. And so when you make him your priority, I got to do something to get him out of the way. Because I got to get you back in alignment with me. Read the text. That's her. Let's go. And why take ye thought for raiment? Uh -huh. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spend. 
And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Marie. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, mm -hmm. O ye of little faith? Mm -hmm. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things, do the Gentiles see? He, 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 he says, he says, all that stuff, what you're going to eat, what you're going to be clothed, he says, that's what pagan people look for. Oh, that's wow. what right. non-believers non go after. That's what people who don't trust me go after. So he, he, here's the thing, maybe this ain't hit your spirit, but it hit mine. That, that says to me, I've been operating like the world and don't even know it. Because we connected operating like the world to just being sinful. But you can operate like the world even in your faith. Because your focus has become misprioritized. Your whole focus is on what you're going to have, what you're going to get, how you're going to get it. And God is saying, that shouldn't be your concern. That shouldn't be your focus. You're acting like the pagan. Pagan implies uh, that, that, that the religion is religious people. And they do things because out of their human need. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Uh -huh. But seek ye first. Here, here he says, he says, get your priorities in order. If we are going to operate, live in the kingdom, the first thing we will have to do is get our priorities. In order. Because most of us, me included, our priorities are all out of order. Everything else is more important than the kingdom. So we're going to have a clear study. When I say the kingdom, you can't have a kingdom without a king. Okay? So when we say seek the kingdom, the word kingdom means the king's domain. It's to seek the will, the mindset, the desires, and the purpose of the king. So when I seek the kingdom, I'm seeking him to find out what he wants, what his will is, what his desire is, and that's my whole focus. Say it anyway, okay. Um, when you, when you, <laughs> woo, Father, when you, when you, when you, when you get married, y'all, you know, cook up, y'all you know say, for better and for worse, richer or for poor, and all the other stuff. And 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 I know when I do when I do the wedding vows, I make sure I include, regardless of what the book says, to love, honor, and obey. I purposely. Because, because in your home, <laughs> your husband is a king. <laughs> so you want to seek the king.
his plan, his mindset, and his purpose. Because it is your assignment as a citizen of the kingdom to carry out his will. Ooh, I'm teaching better than y'all sisters saying amen. It is to carry out his, his desire, his will. It's the same thing. You ought to, you ought to seek, search out, <laughs> inquire diligently. Y'all ain't saying nothing now. Okay, y'all again. In your humanism, you hear it in your humanism. Yeah. Here's what you ought to be looking at. You're finding out what is his plan for this family. Right. Right. See, right. see, that's how y'all miss it because you stay calm. Right. See, that, that, that's how you hook up with brother that ain't got no goal. Because before you said I do, you just say, what, what's your plan for the future? What's your will for your life? What's your desire? What's your goal? Because when I connect with you, I need to know my part to carry this out. See, that's how y'all mix it. Because you took it fleshly and you thought I was talking about being submitted to him as a woman. I ain't talking about your submission and saying, yes, sir. I'm talking about finding out what he desires to happen with your family so you know how to bring it to pass. That's what you got to do about God. You got to go to God and say, God, what's your prayer? What's your desire? What's your dream? What's your hope? What's your goal? Because if I do not know my role in this relationship, we can't we can't bring it to pass. Right. And can I explain to y'all a whole lot of us? We don't know our role. No, 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 no. We don't need you to just speak in tongues. Because demons can speak in tongues. And so we don't know his his desire, his plan, his call, and that's why we're not bringing it to pass. He says, "Seek ye first, make my will, my desire, my prayer, my call, make that the first priority." He says it this way: make that the most important thing. See, he's saying. You can have other priorities, but make this the first one. When you get, I'm gonna take back to this marriage thing. When you get married, listen, you get married, you and your spouse, children change things. Y'all, yes. children change things. Okay, so children change. The young get married. Okay, you and your spouse. Y'all have children. Things change. So before y'all got married, I was your everything. You, you, you could. We get married, we still got the same vibe, that same mindset. Children come into play, and then you come out. I ain't got time to do something. No, 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 no. I'm still. Look how y'all looking. I'm still your priority. I know some of y'all gonna
The priorities don't change. I love it. Same thing. God says the same thing. He says, I don't care what else comes out of this relationship. I'm still. Priorities. Wow. Yeah. Let's say, make first things first. Make first things first. Let's be a priority. He has to be a priority. The king, his will, his desire has to be this way. That, that says to me, everything I do, I do towards the king's goal. <laughs> if if that's why I'm going to get our scripture, the Bible says, "Do everything as unto the Lord." So therefore, everything I do, I do it unto Him because it's His goal, His priority. So I don't care about fried chicken; I'm frying chicken that He can be glorified. Because somehow, out of me frying this chicken, it's going to reach His end goal. And see, that's what we have to do. Everything you do, you've got to do it with the end goal in mind, and it's the king's priority. Read, read, say, seek ye first the what? Kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom. Seek ye first the king's mind, the king's way, the king's desire. Read the text. And his righteousness. And conjunction. Don't seek my way to do things. But at the same time, seek righteousness. Righteousness, I got to go home. Righteousness is not a spiritual term. It is a legal term. The word righteousness, he says, means another word for righteousness would be alignment. He says, seek my will, my desire to know what's on my mind and make sure you see how you can be in alignment with that. So every day you get up, you must ask yourself, am I in alignment with the king's will, his desires, his goal? Okay. Most of our relationships, you know how relationships mess up? Because we get out of alignment. Okay. Now, we can play some soccer. I'm going to let these people go home because they can't take too much more. Drive a car. You driving. It's, it's riding smooth. But the more bumps you start hitting, because <laughs> you're going to hit bumps in life. Because you, you didn't pave the road. So you can't determine where the bumps are. You can try to swerve around, but you still going to hit some bumps because you missed this one. You're going to hit this one. And guess what? The more bumps you hit, <laughs> your car or your tires get out of. And what happens if it, the alignment gets too bad? Uh, it's hard to drive. Y'all gonna get it in the mind. And some of y'all don't understand that's the same thing happening in your personal life. That's the same thing happening in your relationship with God. We are not in alignment. And so your life is hard to navigate. Things are hard to do, hard to come to pass. And God is saying, seek to get in alignment. I, 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 I did it. I know y'all did it. 
your car out of alignment, but you just keep out on driving. Because you say, you say, you know why you keep on driving? It's not a priority. It can go a couple of more miles. And you don't realize the more you drive out of alignment, the worse you're doing damage you're doing to the car. And initially, all you needed was to go to the dealership. And they said, oh, this is simple. This is just a front end alignment. We'll do this real quick. But because you kept on driving, now you need struts and shocks and rollers. And you, you didn't mess the whole front end up. Simply because you got out of alignment. Some of us the same thing. You wonder why your relationship with God is rocky. God is saying, you ain't in alignment. You didn't, you didn't come back for the maintenance plan. You just kept on driving. So much, your relationship is rocky because God is saying, you ain't in alignment. You made everything else more important than me. And that's why, so because you made it more important, I had to let you go ahead and hit these bumps, get you out of alignment. And let's be honest, it's not until, for some of us, it's not until that alignment gets so bad that when you drive and that baby's shaking, that you finally say, let, let me take this baby back to the dealer. Because I can't, I can't do this no more. Could y'all be honest? Some of you out of alignment so bad, your whole life shaking and rocking and reeling and rolling. But today is your day to say, I'm going back to the dealer with this. I'm going back to seek the kingdom. Because I can't stay out of it. He's going to do real quick. We're done. I finished on that Sunday. You're here. You know you're not in the alignment. Rest upon your feet. I'm, I'm done. There's a lot of people who know you need to get back in alignment. You ain't got to come to the altar right where you are. I need to get back in alignment because right now, life's shaking. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.